0: Welcome to Behind the Audition Podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Listen in on interviews with voiceovers, filmmakers, producers, animators, and much more. Kurt, a voice actor himself, will give insider tips to the business, talk with guests about how they got into the business, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast when he challenges his guests with a pop up audition. Now it's time for Behind the Audition Podcast. Here's Kurt Hilton. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Audition Podcast. On this episode, I got to speak to the amazing St. Louis Sports Hall of Famer and PA announcer, Tom Calhoun. We talked about how he started as a PA announcer, teaching mass communications at Southwestern Illinois College, what you should do if you want to get into the industry, and some great NHL stories on and off the ice. So sit back and enjoy another episode of behind the audition podcast all right my next guest i am so excited to have on the show i, I you know for those that have listened to the show knowing i am from uh, outside the st louis area grew up in a small town of st peters missouri but uh growing up i used to go to all the blues games cardinals games and for those that are chicago fans who cares i'm kidding but <laughs> coming next on the show <laughs> ladies and gentlemen tom calhoun how are you doing today Hey Kurt, I'm good. Good, and by the way, Saint
1: Peter's is not so small anymore. It's, uh, it's been gr- it's been growing along with Saint Charles in that part of uh, uh, the metro area, and uh, pretty significant uh, part of our uh, metro these days.
0: Absolutely, you know, I I uh, I graduated from 1994 from malt South uh, High School. Um, lived there until, you know, I, like I said, I grew up. You know, being a child to about 2001, then I moved off to Colorado. Then, not some other states. Now I'm in Raleigh, but still followed the Blues. And th- there you were at my first games. My first game was at the um, the Big Barn, and it was well, senior. It was arena, senior. Yeah. yeah, it was senior night, and uh, that that specific game, uh, Brendan Shanahan, we uh, got in a big old fight. And he's he's, remember him sliding on his knees and he just started pummeling this guy. And I just remember, (laughs) this is something I've been missing out on, but I remember hearing your voice throughout the game. Like, wow, this guy has like the coolest voice of God, like in any arena. (laughs) So thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Well, it's my pleasure to be with you. And, uh, anybody refers to me as the voice of God, man, you're my best friend right off the bat. <laughs> I, there are actually, uh, there are actually several guys who do PA work around the, uh, National Hockey League and, and other professional sports that I think have a, uh, have a much better voice than I do, but, um, mine has served me pretty well.
0: You know, but you have the one that fits hockey, you know, um, and I, and I feel bad because you know Cardinals games, they have um, you know a specific announcer that you know he, he worked for KC ninety five. You know when I when I was right. there, and John he, he, John yep. yeah, John has that voice that uh, you know when you when you call players up, you just know that's John. And but you have that voice, you know that you do voiceover stuff as well, you know, and like you did the ads and the ads even sounded cool. You know, you'd say like blues fans, you know, be sure to stick around for the game. But you know, had that cool announcer voice, but it wasn't too over the top and it was just, it, yeah. it was very rememberable. So,
1: well, you know, there's a fine line you have to walk between uh, different uh, pieces of work that you're given to do. And, um, when you're announcing a goal, of course, you can uh, go over the top with it. Um, when you're doing a promo or some sort of um, announcement that uh, is aside from the game, uh, you just want to make sure that you communicate it well so that everybody understands the words that you're putting out there. And uh, you know the voice quality uh, that you have naturally is more important there, I think, than uh, than when you are uh, trying to, get uh, people excited about an element of the game.
0: Absolutely. And so you, before you got into um, PA announcing, what did you do before then? And how did you get into this uh, industry?
1: Well, um, I always wanted to be the next Jack Buck when I was a kid. uh, I wanted to be a baseball broadcaster. And I uh, uh, I went to college to learn how to do that and do sports play by play that was my intention when I got into, uh, the broadcasting field, uh, in order to put food on the table, I took a lot of different jobs along the way, um, that were not necessarily baseball broadcasting, but they were sports related. I, I worked at, uh, various radio stations doing high school and college sports play by play. And, uh, at one point I was hired to do, uh, studio work uh, for KXOK Radio in St. Louis, which at the time, back in the 1980s, was uh, a fairly significant station in the talk radio business. And we were carrying uh, Blues hockey games at that time. And it just so happened that they needed a guy to do the PA announcing for the games. And my boss called me into the office one day and said, you know, you might be good at that. You might want to go talk to the people at the blues and see if, uh, uh, see if you're a fit. And I did. And they asked me to fill out a, a season back in the 86, 87 season. Cause, uh, the guy who had been doing it took another job and he couldn't keep doing the PA announcing. and I said, well, I'll have the season. That really wasn't my intention with my career at the, that point. When I started doing it, I found that I enjoyed it. And uh, it was kind of sexy to make an announcement and uh, (laughs) 20,000 people uh, roar at (laughs) at whatever you say. (laughs) Excuse me. So, you know, um, they've made it worth my while. The Blues have uh, all these years and here I am 35 years later still doing it. So it's uh, been a great part of my life. I didn't really expect that I'd be doing this all my life, but uh, uh, it's become what I've been known for.
0: Absolutely, you know, you've started to what January third, nineteen eighty-seven. So you, you came in right at that time. You know, Hall and Oates. You know, the the, the mm-hmm. you know, as well as like I said, we talked earlier, Brennan Shanahan, and you know, Cujo, and all, all the greats, and the you know, eighties, nineties. And what was your most memorable uh, moment watching hockey? Like, I, I know you. I know there was one with Bob Plaker, right? You want to tell us about that story? Like, is was that probably one of the most memorable moments you you had? Uh, you know, being in the behind the booth.
1: Well, Bob Plager was a great uh, blues player, and uh, I always enjoyed being around him, but uh, a couple of other ones actually are more memorable than anything that uh, Bobby, um, uh, any experience I had with Bobby. Um, One was the first time I introduced Wayne Gretzky. Um, When he came to the blues uh, back in the nineties, um, It was just a magical evening the first time he skated on the ice wearing a blue sweater. And um, it was the first time that I remember being nervous doing the uh, player intros before the game. Because there was just so much electricity in the building that night that, uh, you know, if I screwed that up, (laughs) it was not going to be... It was not going to go well. I'd be mem- I'd be uh, remembered for screwing up the Wayne Gretzky intro <laughs> intro for the rest of my life. But uh, it went pretty well. I was a little bit uh, uh, nervous, as I say, but uh, but we got through it, and that night was just very special. There was another night uh, in nineteen ninety six where the Red Wings and the Blues got into a, a line brawl on the ice right at the beginning of the game, and they put Bob Probert into the uh, penalty box.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: uh, he, he was a famous fighter uh, back in those days. And he was a nice guy and always joked around when he came in the penalty box. And we saw him a lot in the penalty box in those days. But um, uh, there was a lot of uh, player uh, f- fighting going on on the ice. But he was the first one to get put in the penalty box. And, uh, some guys behind the glass were giving him some stuff and he didn't take it too well. He was going to go up over the glass out of the penalty box to go after these guys. And I made the mistake of grabbing him by the trunks and trying to pull him back into the penalty box. Cause <laughs> he was right next to me then. And he looked at me and said, you don't want to do that. And I said, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, Bob, For, just let's forget about it. <laughs> so, uh, so that was a pretty memorable one. Uh, almost getting punched by uh bob bob probert but uh he's he's passed uh passed away but uh, he was quite the guy back in those days uh there's a lot of other stories i could tell but uh, those those two come to mind right away
0: Dude, that would be so cool to, you know, to be in that moment. Cause you know, at that moment, probably you weren't even thinking about, Hey, I'm, I'm a PA announcer for the blues. I'm actually like, I'm so hyped up from this game that I'm actually grabbing a hockey player. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean there's nothing like hockey. There's nothing like hockey, especially playoff hockey. um You know, living here in Raleigh, you know, the, the Carolina hurricanes, you know, they, they have some mm-hmm. amazing fans too. And I just love going to the, you know, to the environment and just, you know, taking it all in. What would you say for somebody that would want to be in that uh, would want to get into being a PA announcer? What's some advice you'd give to them, like to where to start out and, you know, how to, to get that position?
1: Well, I've, I've actually kind of written a book about this particular subject and it hasn't been released yet because I haven't found the, the cor- correct way to do that yet. But um, my emphasis in, in teaching Communications. I teach a little bit here at the uh, community college locally. And whenever I get this question about how do you get into this kind of work, I always first off say get command of the language. Become a linguophile, become somebody who knows the language, knows what each word you, you might run into along the way, what the meaning of it is, maybe what the derivation of the, the word is because that is your currency. That is the money that you have that you offer to whoever might employ you. Uh, You have to be able to demonstrate command of the language at a moment's notice. There will be a lot of times when you're asked to ad lib an announcement. You're know, you not always reading from a script and you're not always uh, um, given time to think about what you're gonna say. So you have to be able to at a moment's notice Sound professional, and if you don't sound professional, guess what? You're not going to keep that job very long. So, um, uh, command of the language is a big thing. Uh, practicing uh, pronunciations of especially proper nouns, people's names, people's uh, s- hometowns, and things like that that might throw you for a loop. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to get a, a good feel for how. Uh, especially in hockey, uh, you know, where you have people from all over the world playing this sport at a professional level and very, uh, what, very strange. I, I don't know what the correct word is. Very strange names, you know, surnames that you're going to run into mm-hmm. Eastern European names that have about 42 uh, consonants and one vowel in and, um, uh, you know, are going to throw you for a loop from time to time. So, practice, 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 read, 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 and, uh, understand the language is, is kind of the bottom line for me.
0: Absolutely. You know, you, you find things around the house. Uh, I've talked to voiceovers in the past where we grab like, uh, something in, in the cabinet and you read the back, like read the, like the copy on the back of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I, when I did live in St. Louis before I moved, I was a, um, a DJ at, a, at uh, the stage left lounge there in Harris casino. I got to so You know, on Saturday nights, we'd have local radio with Lance Hildebrand, Greg Hewitt, and, you know, Danny Daniels, Smash, and all of them come in, and they were all doing voiceover work. Um, and they all gave me the, the advice, coaching, working with other um, talent to, to learn, you know, learn this industry before you think you can do it. Because it, when you've done voiceover work, the, the biggest thing you have to have is thick skin and being able to take critiquing, especially you being a, uh, a, a professor at uh, the, the college do you tell your students how important it is to be be able to take critique, you know, good or bad?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, your idea of how a particular script should be interpreted, uh, sometimes is right, but you're actually performing for somebody else who has it in their mind, how that script was written and how it should be performed. um, And if you don't deliver it that way, and they want it that way, uh, you have to be able to adjust to that. It's not always going to be your way when you walk into the studio to record something. It's going to be whoever's paying the bill to have that piece of uh, copy recorded. It's got to be their way. And if you aren't willing to adjust to their their wants and desires when it comes to that, uh, you're not going to probably be in the business very long because, uh, once you do something or once you become a problem talent, um, it will be known in the industry that, uh, that's who you are and you're not going to be hired very much to, uh, uh to do this kind of work. So yeah, I tell my students, um, you're all smart young people and I'm sure you have a lot of ideas on how things are supposed to work but
0: be flexible. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, you think about it in this industry, and you said, like I said, you did voiceover work before. When you did uh, like the work for the the blues, like when you do between the commercials, was it like you had a certain amount of time? So, you know, you had to do, you know, kind of like, I guess they would say ads in house, ha- ads for like uh, sponsorship and, you know, coming up events. Did, did they tell you have 15 seconds or you have a, a 75 uh, word uh, copy? Did, did they tell you that stuff or you just, you kind of just wing it, grab the paper and go.
1: Um, are you talking about inside the games? Yeah. Inside the games. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Usually, uh, usually what uh, I am given is a piece of copy that uh, somebody has written and fairly well timed out for, for whatever part, uh, of the game it's going to be presented in so i'm really not under much pressure to deliver a 15 second or a 30 second read uh in those uh situations so you know i don't really worry about that too much when i'm supposed to read a promo or, or a commercial or whatever it might be uh, it's pretty well timed out before i get my hands on it so um i you know my thinking there is, uh, make sure you deliver each word on the copy properly. Um, don't stumble on it. Just, you know, make sure that you're communicating the, the message properly.
0: Absolutely. And so as a, as a voiceover, as well as a PA announcer, how do you keep your voice healthy? How do you keep from not getting sick? You, how many games have you gone now without, uh, you've never called in <laughs> sick. I'm not going to jinx it, but how many games have you gone now without, uh,
1: uh, I don't have the exact number, but I know I'm two or three games short of 1,600 consecutive games wow. uh, since 1987, yeah.
0: So how do you keep, how do you keep healthy with your, th- your throat healthy?
1: Oh, um, sometimes it's not easy. I have been uh, pretty – well, sick enough to call in sick a few times, you mm-hmm. know. But once I got the streak going, I thought, man, it's going to take – it's going to take a lot to keep me at home uh, <laughs> to uh, not show up. But um, main thing is to take care of your voice. Uh, I usually uh, before I go to the game, I'll do some vocal exercises on the way while I'm driving in. You know, mouth stretching and you know making sure that the the instrument is ready to perform. And uh, beyond that, it's just uh, you know I've been pretty lucky. Uh, actually, Kurt, to to stay as healthy as I have been over the course of my career. Um, a few times I've had laryngitis and ah, I had a squeak out of an announcement or two along a Phoebe the way.
0: moment, but uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and usually if I'm not 100%, I'll tell somebody at the games, my supervisor or somebody, hey, you know what, um, I, I'm just not up to my usual standards tonight uh don't be surprised if uh uh you're you get a uh a, a weird sounding announcement along the way somewhere and, and they're usually pretty good about that but um your original question how do i how do i stay healthy uh, you know i don't really have a good answer for that it's just that i've been really lucky health wise um i you know, before the, before each game, I, I have a recoil of cough drop that I suck on and uh, keep the throat lubricated that way. And um, the instrument that God gave me has uh, thankfully been ready to go.
0: So I think you just found a new sponsor for yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, make, make you sure know I'm not the tra- only
1: one. There's, there's also a, a product called Throat Coat that mm-hmm. I've used a few times. Um it's a it's a basically a tea that's got some licorice uh, and other elements to it that uh, I I keep a couple of packets of those in my briefcase in case uh, um, my throat's particularly scratchy or needs a little help mm-hmm. on a given night. Uh, and I'll get a cup of hot water and mix that in there. And th- that usually helps, too. Uh, so there's another sponsor.
0: There you go. There. So who who is uh, you can you can tell me because it, I I have my favorite players. Who is your favorite player you that you got to meet and you were just like kind of almost starstruck? Well, um, <laughs> there's a
1: long story about meeting Wayne Gretzky, and this was actually before he was a member of the Blues, mm-hmm. and and he was a. Uh, Uh, he was still a member of the Edmonton Oilers at the time and I was working still in radio and hadn't even started doing the PA for the blues at that time Um, but he was on the radio station that I was uh, working for and I was asked by Dan Kelly the great Dan Kelly to give him a ride back to his hotel after the uh, radio show Uh, and uh, to make a long story short we got within a block of his hotel and after a nice conversation with him, he said, isn't there a Playboy club here in town, Tom? I said, <laughs> well, yeah, I think there is. And uh, he said, well, you want to go down there and have a couple of beers? And believe it or not, Kurt, here was my answer. And this was before cell phones and such. So I said, well, you know, my wife, because it snowed last night, my wife's probably waiting for me to get home. Uh, I better get on home. He's OK, fine. Well, drop me off at the hotel. <laughs> so I've regretted that answer for, ever since, you know, not going, not going to the playboy club and having a couple of beers with Wayne yeah. Gretzky. What a, what a, what a dummy I was.
0: But you know what though, you could tell a story and your wife can hear it every day and every time and you'll be out of the, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You'd be you out would? of the doghouse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so, but, so yeah, that, that's, that just would be a, a story that you probably would slap yourself, but that, that is hilarious. Yeah,
1: that's uh, there's there's a longer version of that story. You get the condensed version, but uh, that's that's the bottom line of it. And yeah, he was uh, he was amazing even then, too. You know, and he was only, I don't know, 23, 24 years old at the time. And uh, well, maybe a little older than that. But but anyway, you know, he was an amazing guy to meet Um, a lot of other players over over the years. You know, Brett Hull's been an amazing uh, guy to hang out with. Uh, the few times I've had a chance to do that and um well Brendan Shanahan was that that kind of a guy yeah mentioned him earlier and and when he was on the they used to have Christmas parties for all of us who worked for the team yeah and um, our kids would be invited uh, to skate and you know have fun on the ice at the at the building and Santa Claus would always show up Mm -hmm. and the kids would sit on Santa Claus's lap and, you know, tell them what they wanted for Christmas and so forth. Well, one year it wasn't Santa Claus. It was Shanny Claus because uh, <laughs> Brendan, Sh- Brendan Shanahan uh, put on the beard and the, and the Santa Claus uh, suit. And, and he was uh, he was the Santa Claus for that particular event. And, and everybody got a kick out of that. He, he was just one of those guys, a commanding presence, you know, even as a very young man who, uh, and now of course he's uh president of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, you could kind of see that in him, even back in those days that he was going to be a leader of men in some yeah. way.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, so I went to Brendan Shanahan when he got traded, that was like a devastating thing for me. I got invited to a wedding to uh, at the, his equipment manager at the time for the blues. And I went to the wedding and uh, uh, I found out Mike, that uh Brendan shanahan got traded and who comes up but mike keenan and (laughs) he and it was such a a mixed vibe at the wedding you know because you know he invited mike keenan but shanahan was supposed to come but he didn't come but that was that player was probably the one i was most excited about to uh to see play you know and then we got traded it was pretty devastating at that time so but yeah you you do such an amazing job that if you've never been to a blues game And if you are in St. Louis, listen to this, you are probably one of the best BA announcers that I've heard. And this just, uh, just, just the environment that you give is just, is amazing?
1: Well, that's very kind of you to say, Kurt and I, uh, whenever somebody appreciates what you do, uh, it's humbling. And I appreciate that. And I, again, have been real lucky health wise and, and otherwise to, uh, to work for five different ownerships of the blues and, um, you know, over the years, uh, they have all appreciated, uh, the kind of work that I do at the microphone. And, um, you know, it just, it just makes you feel great. And, um, you know, being the PA announcer for the blues for as long as I have been has uh, allowed me to be inducted into the St. Louis sports hall of fame. And that happened a couple of years back. And uh, I just, Oh, I still shake my head and say, "What did I do really to uh, to deserve this?" But uh, obviously, um, people have appreciated my approach to to doing the PA work for the Blues, and uh, you know, I'm thankful for that.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm going to have some fun with you now. This is a part of the show okay. um, that uh, I call it the audition challenge, and I made something okay. specifically for you. And if, again, for those that uh, are from the the stainless area will understand this copy.
1: All right, here we go. And I always got to cup cup the hand behind the ear, you know, otherwise it it. doesn't work. Hockey fans, take tonight's stop to your local Magic Market for a free 200-ounce choice of soft drink and a bag of toasted ravioli potato chips. Magic Market. Are we still open?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. You have made a, a kid's dream come true, man. That was awesome. I mean, again, <laughs> when you, when you go to a game and you, you know, take in the environment, you take in the, the popcorn, the, the soda, the beer, whatever, whatever you take. And you have that, that person that you, you, you know, has that voice of memorable. That's you, Tom. And I just want to say, thank you so much for taking the time today to come on the show. And I, I will ask you my cliche question. Like I ask everybody. For those who want to be a PA announcer, for those who want to be a voice actor, what words of wisdom would you get before they get into the industry?
1: Um, just to be a good person, be a person who understands and has command of the language. And um, if you have a dream to do this kind of work, have that thick skin that you talked about earlier. Don't let somebody tell you that you're not good enough. Uh, and let that be the end of your dream. Uh, Just keep on keeping on and stick with it. Uh, Somebody somewhere will see your enthusiasm for what you're trying to do. And enthusiasm in a lot of cases is more important than actual talent.
0: Absolutely. That's great. You know, I, my family still lives back in uh, St. Louis, got a bunch of friends that I I still keep in touch with one of these times I gotta get back, see a blues game and maybe I'll come up and uh, say hi. And uh, you know, it just, it would be, it just be so good to see another blues game. And I, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Well, I'm uh, thankful that you asked. It was fun. And uh, whenever you come back to see a blues game, you let me know, you'll be my guest.
0: Oh my gosh. That will be so much fun. I appreciate it. <laughs> Tom, we'll stay in touch. Have a wonderful rest of the day.
1: You too, Kurt. Thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. For more information about Tom Calhoun, go to paguytom.com. Thanks for listening in on Behind the Audition podcast, made possible by Hilton Productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact us at hiltonproductions.com. Hilton Productions, let our voices do the selling.